Sweet. All right, how's it going, everybody? It looks like people are comparing weather conditions. I think Raul wins best weather award in Puerto Rico, 78 degrees. That is pretty good. <laughs> Washington State, 33 degrees. Not bad. Slightly above freezing. I think we're above freezing today, Carl. What do, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I yesterday when I looked at the weather, it said it was supposed to be 43, but it's definitely above freezing. Let's take a look here. It's, uh, yeah, 37. That's not so bad. That's balmy for Albany this time this yeah. this winter. I'm feeling relaxed. So, um, so that's good. Well, today we're going to be talking about bagpipe expression, and uh, I'm going to need some audience help today because I don't really know that much about bagpipe expression. So um, we're going to need some help. Let's um, start off with. Uh, what sort of definition can we offer to bagpipe expression? Let's pretend I'm the student and you are the teacher. If I asked you, what does bagpipe expression mean, what would you say? Go ahead. Let's have some audience participation there. Go ahead and type some stuff in there. See a couple of people typing there. Nope, now nobody's typing. So nobody here has a definition of bagpipe expression. Oh, Joan says feeling. Okay. Susan says letting others feel the music as you do. Larry says artistic license. Emphasis. Grace notes. That's kind of interesting. All right. Didn't think of that. Lynn says dynamics in the playing. Robert's going for a free brownie points there. He's saying making the bagpipe an extension of yourself. John says it's the way we communicate what we want to through technique. This is, this is starting to get good here. All right, how the pipes move the listener, both good or bad. Daniel says, the definition of expression is Pbrock. Going out on a limb there. Doug says, playing embellishments right, playing the cuts and dots of the tune. Nate says, how you play differently from someone else. Okay. Tim says, dot, cut, or even. It's kind of interesting, right? I mean, bagpipe expression is something we all want to get. It's something we hear about all the time. It's something all of our teachers want us to have, but not a single one of us has come up with um, the same definition for what expression is. It's kind of interesting. Does anyone else find that interesting? Let's see, we got a couple more. Using the embellishments and rhythms to express the mood of the piece 
That's what Joy said. Let's see. Robert says, providing the lift of the music. Susan liked the embellishments and rhythm expressing the mood of the piece definition. Eric says, forget about it. It's all open to interpretation. I like it. Sort of like a nihilist. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. There's going to be one in every group, I think, you know. It's all open to interpretation. Got a couple more people typing here. What is the definition of expression? Isn't the, uh, the, the definition of expression what my teacher told me to say? Or play? Um, that, that's I think in many cases, I, I think that's, that's a good working <laughs> definition, yeah. Siri says, I read in This Is Your Mind on Music, and he says that expression of music is rarely taught but Piper's really value. I'm not quite sure where you're going with that, Siri. Whatever brings out the spirit, thought, and emotion of the music and performer. Red Hot Chili Pipers. <laughs> that seems like true expression. All right. Slight variations in note duration to make the piece more musical. I like it. Well, let's talk about it a little bit. And all I can offer you is my thought process on the matter. Um, <clears throat> what happens if I go, if I do something like this? Uh, yeah, this got a little bit extreme, but I can fix this up. Okay. Making progress here. I'm just, uh, for those listening in, I'm just changing the window here. Carl, stop messing with my thing, man. What the heck? Stop that. <laughs> All right. Got to keep you on your toes. Making our way over here. Okay, so I'm going to use the notes here. And by the way, if you select any of the text I do in these notes, you can copy it and paste it into your own document. So if this is um, of interest to you, keep that in mind. Uh, anything that can be proved is vulgar. I like that. It is hard to define. All right, Mike is getting all... Weird on us. Thank you for that, Mike. Vulgar. Uh, Joanne says, you need to live the piece, especially in Peabrock. Yeah, that's... Uh, I kind of like that. That's not bad. Even in great... Siri, I like this. Even at grade four, the judges always mention expression. Uh, maybe because pipes are soulful. Well, here's... here's um, you know, I'm, I'm going to get into a little bit of how I feel about expression, okay? And here's, here's what I think about artistic expression in general, not just pertaining to music, okay? 
Um, artistic expression in general, the way I'm going to look at it, okay, is uh, something along the lines of um, using uh, all the tools available to us in our specific medium uh, in order to create something um, that's truly an extension of myself or that truly represents my ideas, or as some people are, are pointing out here, it doesn't have to be a specific idea. It could just be how I feel about something, right? And then think about that, not just in terms of playing bagpipes, but think about that in terms of all different artistic endeavors, right? So something along the lines of using all of the uh, available tools and techniques in a certain medium um, in order to express an idea or a thought or a feeling of some kind. Does this seem like a kind of a, a good uh, definition? Believe it or not, I didn't actually steal that from Wikipedia or anything. Uh, but I, I was a fine arts major, so we had to talk about this kind of stuff a lot. Um, is this a, a, an acceptable sort of you know idea here? Like think about expressing anything. Think about um, think about poetry, right? If I want to write a beautiful poem, I would use all of the different tools and techniques that I know in the English language and and how to arrange that in an interesting way in order to express a certain idea or a thought or a feeling. Now, Andrew, would I have to use all of the available tools or would it really be any of the available tools? Yeah, well, I think that's a good question. I think that I think that you really do need to use all of them, even if using them might involve, you know, deciding not to use them, if that makes sense. Like, because it, it's sort of interesting, right? It's like, you need to know when I when I produce a piece of art of any kind, I think I need to know that I've exhausted all of the possibilities and come up with the best possible arrangement of my tools and techniques in order to convey my idea. Does that make sense? Because think about like, think about Jackson Pollock, right? He's the guy that just threw paint against the canvas to create interesting junk, right? And the argument is, right, my two-year-old could have done that, which is probably true, except the two-year-old probably um, <laughs> would have just done that to see um, how much they could do before they got sent to their room, whereas Jackson Pollock decided um, to use those techniques for a very specific reason. Don't ask me what it was, um, you know, <laughs> but... Uh, Right, it's the, the difference between a master knowing all the techniques and choosing to do something and your kid doing it. Right, I, and I think that's, I think that's absolutely, uh, I think that's absolutely the name of the game, right? So using, or, you know, or you could, maybe I'll just, or deciding not to use. Consciously deciding? See, now we're just getting geeky. Someone was making fun of my OCD earlier. <laughs> Mike says, that's a good definition. It is what the artist and listener experience from the art. Right. The greater depth, the greater the art. Ah, Mike's also a fine art major. Excellent. 
Right. The counter argument is that your two-year-old didn't do it. Well, I've seen a lot of two-year-olds that have made more interesting works than Jackson Pollock, but he's a lot more famous for some reason. So it's a fine arts major. Yeah. John <laughs> wants me to change the word express to communicate. No, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's something along these lines. I don't think we need an exact definition. Um, however, I, I do think it's important to step back and think about what that really means. We throw the word expression around in bagpipe music all the time, but um, it's a little bit of a nonsense word that nobody can really define for you, or by, or by nobody, maybe I mean so few people. It's just a word. Now, you know, some people believe in using subjective words um, to just sort of work towards uh, you know, reaching an idea. That, that's not my uh, my style. Nate says, so Jackson Pollock had intent. Yeah, I think intent is very important. Absolutely. Um, I think, so Nate is just saying, I think the difference between Jackson Pollock as a two-year-old is Jackson Pollock had some sort of intent when it came to painting. It's also the same, it's also, you can look at somebody like Van Gogh. Everybody knows Van Gogh, right? And Van Gogh painted these, uh, you know, created these paintings and they weren't, they did not look real, did they? Um, instead, he made conscious decisions and used very specific techniques in order to produce an image that wasn't realistic on purpose. Um, somewhere, you know, somewhere in between the abstract and the sort of, um, you, know, ab you know, trying to achieve an absolute perfect image Right? Just to use another example. Um, or you look at somebody like uh, Jimi Hendrix, right? He very purposely distorted the sound on his guitar in order to uh, express a certain idea. Okay? So, um, so anyway, um, I think that's pretty good. Now, what are the tools and techniques um, in the bagpiping medium. What are some tools and techniques? I actually think that, I actually think I can lay out for you, and I'm gonna do that momentarily. I think I can lay out for you almost all of the tools and techniques that I use in order to cre uh, create bagpipe expression. But go ahead, let's see in the chat box, what are some tools and techniques that bagpipers have to have at their disposal in order to be able to express themselves. Okay, tuning. I'm just gonna start typing this stuff out. Yep. Tempo, sure. Keep it coming, people. Pattern, I'm gonna leave that one out, but yeah, I think you're right. Uh, phrasing. Tonal quality, I like that. That's a big one. Embellishments, uh, blowing pressure, talent. That's controversial. I'm going to make sure I remember that. Uh, pulsing, says Jim Cameron. Queen finger work. That's kind of interesting. We're going to have to break that down, Don, right? We're going to have to break down queen finger work into its components because otherwise it's going to be too much. But you're right about that. I mean, um, 
every truly expressive bagpiper. Um, rhythm and cadence, right? Rhythm, cadence, and uh, um, I think it was Siri that was saying pattern. It's all sort of related, right? What else we got? Intent of purpose. I don't know what that means. Um, what is your intent of purpose when you play uh, Scotland the Brave? Understanding what the composer is trying to say. Is that, a, is that an important, is that always important? No, but I think it's definitely a tool or technique, right? Understanding what, uh, understanding composer's intent, let's say that. Okay. Large flames shooting out from the drones. I love that. That's a definite tool we could use. Siri says, committed to not breaking down. Yeah, that's not really an artistic tool of expression. I think that's just a uh, natural, not breaking down is a natural byproduct of most of these tools. Dress and deportment, sure. <clears throat> that can be a tool. It's not, it doesn't really pertain to the actual playing of the instrument, but it can definitely pertain to the overall artistic output. Transitions between phrases and parts, sure. Read adjustment, I think, is an absolutely essential tool. Celtica, what does that mean? It's using big words on me. Making sure your instrument fits you. Joanne says, yeah, just overall, overall instrument efficiency. Focus, all right, maybe. Yep, drone read calibration would go under overall instrument efficiency. Um, here, I'll add, in, I'll add in one that uh, we don't have yet, uh, maximizing or yeah, maximizing or just generally adjusting contrast uh, between dotted and cut notes. We call that a lap ASAP. What else we got? A couple more and then we'll stop this exercise here. Balance of pipes, drone and chanter reads. Doug says harmony, sure, why not? That's more of a, that would be more pertaining to uh, to band tools and techniques. Um, it's very difficult to produce harmony as a soloist, but yeah. Good, this has been pretty cool. These are a lot of artistic tools um, and techniques that we can use as bagpipers. Now, some of these I rarely would ever talk about, although we have talked about dress and deportment a little bit. Um, but uh, here's, here's the way I'm going to look at it. All right. So we have a big list of things here, right? And one of the problems that we're going to have, and maybe you guys can um, fill me in, maybe give me a yes, if you've ever been in a position where you're thinking about so many of these different tools and techniques that you become overwhelmed and unable to produce the music that you want to produce. Does that ever happen to anybody here? 
Because look, this is a big list. We probably haven't even hit it all. I know we haven't. Yeah, we've all been in the position where we're trying to focus on too many different things and it just seems impossible to get it all put together. And there are a lot of different things. All right, well, here's how, um, and then here's how I take this entire big list of stuff. All right, and I'm just going to move that down in the list for a minute here. We have this big list of stuff and I break it down into four or maybe five musical categories, right? Um, we'll see what it comes out to. Four or five um, primary tools of musical expression, okay? You follow me here on this one? We'll see. I, I can't remember how many there are. Uh, but it goes something like this. We're going to start off with melody and rhythm. We're going to start by laying that down because these are pretty self-explanatory, right? Uh, as bagpipers, melody is represented by our ability to play the different notes of the scale and to go between any different notes of the scale that we want to cleanly and accurately. We'll talk about that a little bit more as we go as well. One of the big things about melody, though, is it would be impossible for any melody to exist if these notes and pitches were not arranged in some way over time. And the arrangement of musical events over time is called rhythm. Everybody uh, following me so far with the first two primary tools? Give me, a, give me a why if you're following me here. Okay, first two primary tools. Okay, the next one I call um, articulation. All right, so articulation is, um, you know, ways that we can actually create or designate or separate different notes and different rhythms. So um, in the real world of music, there are a bunch of different kinds of <clears throat> articulations. For example, if you play violin, you might bow the note, bowing, you might pluck a note, you could, you could strum a note if you're playing a guitar. You could even do that on violin. On woodwind instruments or brass instruments, you might see tonguing. Okay. What do we use to articulate uh, in the world of bagpipes? Right, exactly. We don't have the ability to separate notes in any way, so we use uh, grace noting to articulate. Okay? Dots and cuts are not articulations. Dots and cuts are simply rhythmic devices. And embellishments are combinations of melody notes and grace notes in order to produce, you know, fancy articulations, right? So embellishments definitely are articulations. All right, the next big thing uh, is going to be dynamics. How do most instruments produce dynamics?
Good. Most instruments produce dynamics using volume. Right, playing louder or softer. But we know as bagpipers, right, dynamics in this way is not really possible, right? Because we cannot change the volume of our chanter. Well, yeah, we can change the volume of our chanter. We can actually stop it and start it. But we can't really control that um, you know, we can't really control that very well. And Dan, Daniel, you're right. You could cork a drone. You could absolutely do that. But that would require stopping the instrument and putting a cork in there. Okay. And uh, Robert says we use embellishments. If that's true, that's a, only a very, very, very subtle way that we produce dynamics. We actually, the way bagpipers produce dynamics... is by, um, what I would say is we adjust or, or we sort of manipulate, that's what we do. We manipulate rhythmic expectations to uh, create the illusion of volume changes. Okay? That, that is how uh, bagpipers produce dynamics. And that sounds kind of complicated. But uh, look at dot cuts, for example. A dot is supposed to be three quarters of a beat, and a cut is supposed to be one quarter of a beat. But what do we do as bagpipers whenever we see a dot cut? What's the best practice there for a bagpiper? Daniel says seven eighths and one eighth. Well, no, not really. Ninety ten, no. Right. And Tim, you're more along the right lines here. The dotted note, we'll, we're actually going to hold it. Holding's not a great word. And John says a lap asap. That's definitely the terminology we use at the dojo. But really, the bottom line is this: with a dot and a cut, instead of playing three quarters or a quarter. Or, or uh, seven eighths and an eighth, or 90%, 10%. Instead of doing any of that, it's very simple. What we need to do is maximize the contrast between the dot and the cut. That's all we're going to do. Because the more we can maximize the difference between the dot and the cut, the more we're able to create an illusion that the long note is actually louder than the soft note. And that's what ALAP ASAP is all about. It's largely what Strass Bay Lift is all about, maximizing contrast between dots and cuts. Okay. Uh, another example would be something like strong, weak, medium, weak, the way that we would phrase a bar of Strass Bay. Or it's the uh, same idea with like a heavy left foot in a 2-4 march. In that case, we're actually changing the length of beats in order to sculpt a dynamic phrase. Okay, It's getting a little bit complicated there, and it requires a huge amount of skill to be able to do that. But 
that is one of the artistic tools and techniques that we need to develop in order, in order to be able to get across uh, what we want to with the music. Okay, everybody following me so far? Bagpipe dynamics are produced by manipulating rhythmic expectations to create the illusion of volume changes. Does that make sense? If there's one thing that you guys walked away with today, um, if, if the one thing you walked away with was an understanding of bagpipe dynamics, that would be really awesome. Give me a yes if you understand that, or if you don't, um, let me know, and we'll, we'll work on it some more. Good. So dynamics is kind of like purposely breaking the rules of rhythm in order to achieve a certain effect. Yeah, and Rob Matheson had a great class on that this week, as a matter of fact. Okay, well, these four primary tools of musical expression, um, that basically covers everything that we need to do with our finger work. Uh, but there are a, a few other primary tools of musical expression. I think the, the biggest one for me is going to be tonal color, is what I might call it. You could call it tonal quality, or you could just call it instrument sound, to keep it simple. Okay, but tonal color is... Um, what sort of sounds you're going to use in order to get across your message. Now, the reason I use tonal color is, let's pretend I'm not a bagpiper. Let's pretend I'm a composer or a performer of a different kind of instrument, right? Just using tonal color as a general tool of expression uh, gives me a lot of different options. Um, or there are also people out there who might say, hey, I'm going to play a set of jigs, but I'm going to play it on my small pipes instead of my bagpipes uh, because I think, they, you know, I think they're more exciting that way. Well, guess what? That's a tool or a technique that you have in selecting tonal color. The biggest thing, though, really, with instrument sound or tonal color is what? What's the biggest thing there? I, that's a little bit of a hard question to answer. But what I'm getting at is um, having complete control over the steadiness and richness of, uh, your, of your bagpipe, basically. Tim says balance. I think that, that's a part of it too, right? But tonal color for bagpipers is... Um, well, you know, we're going to get our bagpipes set up properly. Then we're going to develop the ability. Um, then we're going to develop the ability to produce a perfectly steady, rich instrument. And then, of course, needless to say, um, you know, adjusting the tuning of an in, of your instrument as well. It sort of pertains to that. You can make a separate category if you want to. Yeah, uh, Siri says. Tambor, yeah, it's actually spelled like this, uh, but that would be another great way to sort of 
uh, make that a primary tool of musical expression. Notice that tuning is not on here. Right? Tuning is not really, uh, it's not necessarily a tool of musical expression. It's sort of like a given. You could put tuning on there, like if you're interested in exploring alternate tunings. But, you know, tuning is going to go all under the sound of your instrument, making sure that it sounds as good as you can. So, you know, instrument sound, I think, is the best way to summarize this. And for bagpipers, that means 100% efficient setup, okay, producing a rich and steady timbre, and then, um, you know, tuning the instrument as well as possible. Now, if we go back to our list that we made earlier in this class here, we came up a, with a list of stuff, tuning, tempo, and let's put this list of stuff that we came up with in this framework, right? So for example, uh, tuning is gonna go in instrument sound. Let's see, tempo can go in rhythm. How about phrasing? Where does phrasing go? If you thought dynamics, you're absolutely correct, right? Phrasing is how we insert um, a dynamic effect into phrases. For example, strong weak, medium weak is an example of phrasing. Tonal quality is ob obviously goes in uh, instrument sound. Embellishments go into articulation. Blowing pressure is part of tonal quality, which is there. Talent, I don't have a place for that. Pulsing, sort of the same as phrasing. Clean finger work, right? Clean finger work is gonna be a combination of all four uh, things, melody, rhythm, articulation, and dynamics. Rhythmic cadence or pattern, it's gonna be probably in rhythm, or you might be able to argue it's partially dynamics as well. Understanding the composer's intent. Okay, I don't really have a, pl a place for that yet. Large flames shooting from drones, just gonna leave that one out for now. Dress and deportment is going to be outside of these primary tools. Uh, read adjustment okay, is going to be somewhere inside the art of instrument sound. Instrument efficiency and calibration is going to be inside instrument sound. ALAP ASAF is dynamics. And, you know, in pipe bands, you know, we could talk about harmony. We, you know, and that would absolutely probably be a sixth tool 
of musical expression. Now, as far as where talent comes in, that's sort of a, for me, talent is, it's not something I accept as being um, a real thing. Uh, some people do. Uh, for me, you know, I think s certainly some of us seem to be born with certain aptitudes for making these things happen. Um, and that may or may not be a real thing. But that's not really a primary tool of musical expression. There are many, many musicians in the world that, you know, um, come at music from a completely different angle, uh, from an angle where talent isn't so much a requirement. So anyway, I'm taking that off the list for now. It's not, it's not a real-world objective tool we could use, right? Understanding the composer's intent. All right? Now, uh, this doesn't really pertain to the primary tools. However, um, my understanding of the composer's intent, I'm going to be able to get that across. I'm going to be able to um, express the composer's intent through my mastery of these five primary tools, right? Dress and deportment, you might say that a primary tool of artistic expression for bagpipers is uh, the performer's demeanor and appearance. You might say that. For me, that's not one of the big important ones that we work on. And then harmony, I think, is a tool of expression all in itself, as I was saying earlier. Can everybody see how... Um, can everybody see how I took this big, long laundry list of expressive tools and I categorized them and I put them, they sort of pertain to certain families. Give me a why if, if that has sort of um, made an impact on you at all, right? We, we can take this big, long, complicated list of different things that we need and we can sort of group them together in ways that are helpful, I think. Okay, and one of the big things that, um, one of the big things I'd like to talk about next is, um, are some of these primary tools more important than others? Mm -hmm. I think you're right, Mike. I think you're right about that. And I think primary tools of expression uh, when you're speaking a language, right, are going to be stuff like nouns, verbs, adjectives, and stuff like that. And then just like what you're saying here, Mike, how we put together all of these different components will contribute largely to what we're saying and how it comes across. Yeah, Roger wants me to substitute different things for dress and deportment. Again, that's not something I'm concerned with. Uh, dress and deportment, if it is an essential thing when it comes to musical expression, 
Um, it's a, it's of secondary importance, right? <laughs> if we can't get a melody to come out, we won't, you know, we're not really going to need to worry about dressing the portman. But yeah, you can substitute that in. Um, and again, you know, the point isn't that this is the perfect definition of all bagpipe endeavor here, but it's just, it's how I think about things. Right now, um, are there certain things that are more important than others here? I think the answer is definitely yes. For example, um, dynamics don't mean a whole lot if we're unable to play melody notes cleanly, right? It's the same thing with, you know, especially with, with bagpipers who we are going to actually play with the expectations of rhythm. Well, if we don't have a good sense of rhythm, and if we're not able to execute rhythm well, dynamics don't really matter. Uh, when we talk about articulation, right, if we don't have good grace notes, is there any point in developing embellishments? Probably not, right? So it's food for thought. I'm not going to uh, build Rome in a day here, but I will say that, you know, um, as developing players, as people who are developing the skills they need to express themselves using the bagpipe, there's an absolute prioritization of what's important. And those are the things that we're going to need to develop um, in, in order to become really good musicians. They are definitely all important to become a good player but um, not prioritizing them correctly is going to stunt the growth of a player. Yeah. I think that's the downfall of a lot of teaching approaches is it's a, a lot of teaching approaches are linear and the line doesn't really make too much sense. The classic example we use all the time in explaining our approach is uh, learning a D throw before you even learn how to play Scots with hay. Doesn't make sense. Embellishments are, should not be the priority of a super, super beginner player. Duane says, how would I prioritize these? Um, well, uh, I can tell you exactly how I would prioritize them. Right, so I prioritize them. We're going to split things into finger work and instrument quality. Finger work and you know instrument quality, sure. And it goes like this. Okay, uh, let's see. Those are my finger work prioritizations in that exact order. And instrument quality is uh, bagpipe maintenance. Tonal quality. Tuning. Ta-da. That's it. 
and you'll see that um, you'll see that the five primary tools of music musical expression are all in here. Okay, so the first thing we need to do is learn how to navigate the scale cleanly. Okay, and just just throwing it out there, right? Basic rhythm and scale navigation kind of have to be learned at the same time because you can't navigate the scale without at least doing some very basic rhythm. Uh, from there, we learn the essentials of grace notes and how to produce good grace note quality. Only once the first three things are going really, really well do we introduce embellishments um, and do we introduce ideas of uh, what typically we might call bagpipe expression, which is you know, um, A-lap, A-sap, phrasing, and pulsing. And then instrument quality is fairly straightforward. We're going to start with a well-maintained, properly set up bagpipe. Then we're going to work to achieve great tonal quality. And only after those two pieces are, you know, really mastered, do we talk about mastering tuning. So there you go. That's my prioritization. Um, and then to answer Susan's question, it is if you select the text on your screen right now, you can copy and paste it into a document. All ALAP ASAP means is when we come to a dot cut rhythm in bagpipe music, we play the dotted note as long as possible and the short note as short as possible. That's where you come up with ALAP and ASAP. All right, so with all of that said, I think that's a good place to call it in. I can entertain any questions you might have, and then we'll venture towards wrapping up uh, today's session. Any questions there, folks? A little bit of a uh, little bit of an information overload session here today. Will I continue on this? Well, we continue on this every single day at Dojo Ye. As we teach different classes, we work through this basic framework all the time. Um, we probably won't talk too much more about this next week. Although, we'll see. Yes, Sensei. All right, everyone carry on and have a peaceful and warm afternoon in the tropics of North America. We'll see you later. <laughs>